0: Welcome to the Twiniversity Podcast, a show created exclusively for parents of twins. I'm your host, Natalie Diaz. I am a mom of twins. I am also the Twiniversity founder, and I am the best-selling author of the book, What to Do When You're Having Two. Our goal at Twiniversity is to make sure that you always feel connected, we laugh at the little things, and we really do get to teach you a few tricks along the way. And that is what we hope this podcast is about to do. So welcome to Twiniversity. To bank or not to bank? That is the question. Sure, this may not have been a a problem in Shakespearean times, but it certainly is a question that comes up all the time now. So if you're currently pregnant with twins, you got to make sure that you do your research on banking your twinies' cord blood. A great place to start is at cordblood.com. That's the website of our friends over at Cord Blood Registry. Your newborn's umbilical cord blood contains powerful stem cells that have been used to regenerate healthy blood and immune systems in transplant medicine. These stem cells are also being investigated for their potential use in regenerative medicine. Preserving your child's newborn stem cells at birth is an opportunity to provide access to current and potential future stem cell treatment options for your family. So learn more today at cordblood.com or call one 888 Cord blood. Use code DUO2 for special twins pricing through Twiniversity. Hey, gang, welcome back. It is me, Natalie Diaz, with Twiniversity, and I have a very special guest today. Very excited. We're talking about a fun topic, a little secretive. It's kind of like the mission impossible of twin parenting. Today, we are talking about keeping your pregnancy a secret. <gasps> what? People do that. Yes, people do that. And so today I'm very, very excited because we have a very special guest. So we have Miss Alexandra Gold, who is not only a fancy pantsy clinical social worker, but she's author. She's also the author of the blog um, "Tales of a Therapist and Twin Mom." So you could find her at Observations of Gold on social. And she is just an extraordinary fellow New York City twin mama. Without further ado, welcome, Alexandra.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for
0: having me today. Oh, it is. It's my pleasure entirely. And I love our topic too, because like we were talking right before uh, we kind of press record, but a lot of people keep their pregnancy a secret and everybody thinks it's the wrong thing to do. And oh my gosh, what do I do? When do I tell my family? When do I tell work? How do I let people know? And then of course, that's a typical pregnancy. But then of course, with a multiple birth pregnancy, You run into like, is everything going to be okay? Am I going to jinx it? What's going to happen? So how, you know, tell us a little bit about the the history of you becoming an amazing twin mama and, you know, what you did in the early part of your pregnancy and how you kind of kept it secret.
1: Sure, sure. So I'll start quickly by uh, sharing my experience of even learning how I was pregnant with twins. I mean, initially, uh, you know, when I peed on the stick and I saw the plus sign, first of all, I didn't even believe it. I thought it was like a faulty pregnancy (laughs) test. But I said to my husband, we have to call the company. They're producing faulty tests. Like I, I didn't really, it was so surreal. Um, then I took it like five to 10 more times. And then I think with each one, the plus became more and more real. Um, so then, um, about six weeks into the pregnancy, I already knew I was pregnant. And about a month in, we had already told my close family, just parents, sister, his mom, that I was pregnant. That's Mm -hmm. it. Just that I'm pregnant. No big deal. Pregnant. Okay. Wonderful. Um, uh, six weeks in, I we're sitting in the office, the medical office, and the ultrasound a technician is waving the transducer. And she turns to my husband and she asks him, do twins run in your family? Mm. Um, so in that moment, first of all, I just want to make a reference to the movie Get Out, when <laughs> Catherine Keener's character, okay, um, sends um the guy who the boyfriend mm-hmm. into a sunken place you know mm-hmm. she like hypnotizes him and she like you know does puts him in this trance like state that's how i felt in that moment it was oh. an out of body experience i was in the sunken place in that moment because I mean, i I live with this fixed self belief that, yes, I'm a pretty cool girl, like I'm pretty funny, I have cool friends, I have a career. but I just never thought that extraordinary things happened to me. That mm. wasn't part of my narrative. So this is something so extraordinary that in that moment, I just had all these mixed uh, erasing thoughts, and my husband, who is not like me, he's very he with pride and you know, confidence, mm-hmm. said, yeah. Yeah, uh, my uh, mom, my mo- my sister already has twins. So his sister has twins, right? They're already 13 years old. And more than that, his mom's sister had twins. So his mom is an aunt of twins. So twins do run in the family. Uh-huh. And leave it to me, who is so naive. We were dating for four years. It never occurred to me that maybe we will also produce <laughs> twins if we have children. This man has more twins in the family than anyone I've ever met. And it never my mind I never personalized it that it might actually happen to us because I guess it's naivete or just I just didn't think that like I said such amazing like extraordinary magnificent things happened to me and actually when we were dating he would joke here and there he's such a family man he would say you know it's possible that we're gonna have twins and I gaslighted him. I said, you're delusional. Like, what? Come on. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. And after a while, I even told him, you need to stop saying that because you're really nuts. Oh. And then it actually happened. So so I, I'm dramatizing even learning becoming pregnant with twins because I'm someone that never even knew if I even wanted kids at all. Oh. They're annoying and needy, you know? Like, that's how it felt. Like, I was just always into my career my friends my mm-hmm. family so it, it's just kind of um it's just something it's so interesting that it's something that i never asked for that i never yeah. prayed for and it was hand delivered to me on a silver platter something that people uh, pray for someone some something that people spend a lot of money on assisted reproductive technologies mm-hmm. people put in so much energy and time to to get this and i just was handed it you know yeah. the world god wh- whatever yeah. just handed this gift to me that I uh, used to take for granted, but I don't now. So the learning process was very um, interesting. So um, the evolution of keeping it a secret. Okay. So at first, first of all, we are of the Jewish faith Mm -hmm. and in the Jewish faith, um, it's kind of like not celebrating something before you get the promotion. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't celebrate something until it happens because, because as it's forming, it's still in a vulnerable position Mm -hmm. of it, there's a threat of losing it. There's a threat of something going wrong. And I understand that logic completely. To mm-hmm. me, it, it makes sense. And um, so, but at first, when we kind of were flirting with the idea of keeping it a secret, bef- um, you know, when we learned it, so first we learned it was twins, we were flirting mm-hmm. with the idea of keeping it a secret, but I wasn't committed yet. I mm-hmm. was thinking in the back of my head, I'm going to call my friends. I have a close knit group of friends, I'm going to tell them. But then something happened. Uh, we had a scare. So uh, about like 10 to 12 weeks into the pregnancy, I did the NIPT screening.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And unfortunately, I had a doctor with horrible bedside manner.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> and he delivered the results of the screen as if it was a diagnostic test. And mm. we know that there's the NIPT screen, yes. just a screening. And then there's the diagnostic tests, which... I I knew the difference we you know we did we do a lot of research Mm -hmm. so he delivered it in in that uh, medical office room um, when the way he delivered it I was just like started crying and Mm -hmm. I was so happy that you know the one time in my life that I was happy that my husband was there to speak for me I needed Mm -hmm. him to speak for me because I couldn't keep my composure I was just so like you know when he delivered the news that of the NIPT screen so he was there to gain more information so Bottom line, I, we went to Mount Sinai, okay. and by the way, an um, amazing team there in the city. Uh, I'm so grateful the maternal uh, fetal medicine mm-hmm. team, you know, specialists um, basically carried the rest um, The rest of my pregnancy, followed me for the rest of my pregnancy. So after we learned, first of all, I they uh, told me there, hold on a minute, it's just a screen mm-hmm. that turned up positive for something, something that I don't even want to say, it's just something that scary, was, so it horrible. would be it would
0: change it's the course scary. of everything. So yeah, that that screening test, I mean, it's done for a reason. But yes, it's just a screen. It is not a diagnostic test. And a lot of people don't know that. And I'm really glad that you're bringing that up because immediately people think that this is just the sentence that they have to deal with in front of them. And they don't realize that, hey, this is just kind of like a, hey, let's take a closer look at this instead of, oh, my gosh, your life is going to change forever. So did you see Dr. Stone by any chance at Sinai? Dr. Stone. Hello, so I wanted- we could have a podcast just <laughs> on Dr. Stone. <laughs> Dr. Stone.
1: Uh, what a fancy schmancy woman. Um, she. I had the pleasure of meeting her. I had the pleasure of her offering me to be part of some study, which I said no to. But she didn't take my insurance. Ugh. So no, she was not the one that followed me. But okay. she was the one that I... Basically, I was seeing doctors in Brooklyn. And mm-hmm. after I had this scare, my my husband says... Screw this. Let's go to the best of the best. Let's go to the city. Why are we in Brooklyn? Let's go somewhere where it's amazing reviews and we deserve the best treatment. Like, let's. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. You're right. So I researched and I found Dr. Stone and her Mm -hmm. team and I watched her video. But unfortunately, like I said, she didn't accept my insurance, but Lauren um, Ferrara did. Yes,
0: perfect.
1: I didn't know. I don't know if I'm going to drop her name, (laughs) but yeah, of course. Yeah, she, she is fantastic. Like, not only is she like a skilled uh, obstetrician, she also has like the best bedside manner, yeah. which is rare. You don't always get that in a doctor. Yeah. You know, it, there's a reason there's, you know, like surgeons. I wouldn't expect a surgeon to have a good bedside manner. That's not their niche. <laughs> That's not their forte. Yeah. You know, they're, they need the technical skill. But anyway, so it, it's funny because she uh, she was like a therapist, even though she's not, yeah. that she, no matter how horrible the news that I
0: received I always left her office feeling so good and I don't
1: even know why that's what you want in a doctor that's awesome
0: yes that's the perfect that's the perfect doctor is one that can make you feel good even if the news isn't fantastic you feel confident and you feel assured that okay she's got this it may not be the best thing but we got it so okay so you had you had this test done you went for further investigation but that scare so that was enough for you to say okay we're we're gonna keep this news to ourselves
1: exactly exactly natalie that hearing that addition to the jewish um belief not to celebrate in advance that mm-hmm. cemented and totally solidified my commitment i don't want to tell anyone um i mean my husband already t- called his mom right away mm-hmm. even when we just learned it with twins and i understand because she's already a grandma of twins yeah. now she's a grandma sets of twins i get it they're very close no problem but so basically we opened up this bubble, right? This bubble um, where we handpicked a certain amount of close family mm-hmm. uh, that we did tell. And also I told my therapist, of course, I indiscriminately told her everything and it felt so good. Yeah. But then we, I didn't tell my my close uh, friends and we didn't tell some extended family. Mm-hmm. And in retrospect, it was one of the wisest, like one of the wisest adult decisions I've ever made. Because, and that's one of the, takeaways that I'd want the listeners to to have from listening to this is that uh, like uh, you were saying before the guilt it's mm-hmm. okay to set boundaries this is about boundaries there's lots of events that people go through in their life positive and negative mm-hmm. both can cause stress you know positive events can cause stress Absolutely. Um, and this was this event I it. this also takes some introspection and I knew I identified that I am vulnerable right now mm-hmm. I'm pregnant with twins there's a scare I'm in the unknown. I don't know what's going to happen. Yes, I was teased with two. I don't know if if I'm coming home with two or Mm -hmm. even one. I don't know what's going to happen. Too vulnerable. I was and even in your book, you wrote about the comments that people make when they hear you're pregnant with twins, Mm -hmm. a lot of remarks. And you wrote, I think how to handle what the things that you can say but I know I crumble under pressure, and I'm not able to produce the cool, quick-witted <laughs> responses. So I just avoided them all together mm-hmm. by just telling them. I just avoided the remarks altogether. I just knew I couldn't even handle them. So it felt I felt so good in my protective bubble, yeah. where I was very active in my pregnancy. I went to work, I saw my friends, but they just knew I was pregnant, that's mm-hmm. it. They didn't know the twins. They didn't know the the scare, the, the, the potential issues. So it felt so good. I felt so in control. Mm -hmm. And that boundary, we set that boundary. And it's okay to set boundaries sometimes in certain events in your life. You steer the ship. Mm -hmm. You decide what events you want to share with whom. Who you want to share it with, how much you want to share. You steer your ship. And it's okay. That's part of self-care. You know, self-care is not just... Getting your nails done, getting your hair done, taking a shower—those are fantastic. But a part of self-care is also emotional, mental, setting boundaries between yourself and the world and other people. So, uh, and the guilt Mm -hmm. part—I guess that's part two of the boundaries—is not to feel guilty about it. It's—it's not about alienating other people. It's not about a negative on others. It's about preserving yourself. It's about It's a positive onto yourself, so that's how I looked at it, and I owned it, and I felt okay. But um, of course, over the course of the pregnancy, as I got bigger, Mm -hmm. people started to notice that I'm looking bigger than I should during that, you know, how many weeks? So they, so I've had some people say a couple times, "Are you having twins?" So naturally, so naturally, I gaslighted them. What? Yeah. Oh, she, yeah. Wow. Are you okay today? Like, are you feeling well? Should I take your temperature? Like, it was such a dramatic defensive reaction as if like, how dare they even possibly embark on considering to think that I might be <laughs> pregnant with twins. And you know, nobody wants to be gaslighted. But I had to I mean that. So uh, and now those people are like, Ah, oh, I knew it.
0: I knew it. That's so um, funny. It, what, what a great you know, um, uh, example of self preservation. You know, and that's a therapist, by the way. That's a therapist you talking because it's and also at a, we know so many therapists at Twiniversity, and I have so many friends that are social workers, and they often don't even take their own advice. You did, you did. Yeah. You were like, "Hey, listen. Yeah. You know what? This is my pregnancy. I'm going to enjoy it this way." And it's true. There are so many more risks associated with it, and I could tell you. I'm not saying that it's what everybody should do, because certainly it's going to be, you know, at your family's discretion. But there is that sense of empowerment that you get by, OK, I'm just keeping my little protective bubble, you know, literal, literal protective bubble that's in my belly. It, it's extraordinary. And I, in hindsight, truthfully do wish that I told less people, because then any there was a bump in the road, like I feel like everybody knew all of my business. So I I absolutely Mm -hmm. love that. Now, we're going to take a quick break, but you said something before that when we come back from the break, I really, really want to talk about. You said, extraordinary things don't happen to me.
1: And Mm -hmm. I just want to, I
0: want (laughs) to talk about that in a second. So sit tight, guys. Hang on. Here's a quick message from our sponsor. We'll be right back. Why, hey, it's me. Guys, listen one of the things that always happens in twin diversity is i teach these classes right like i teach live classes and then at the end of class we're all like super sad because it kind of ends and it is it's kind of heartbreaking because i fall in love with you guys especially those of you who took our live class so after all of these years i have finally listened you will be happy to know so we have created twin diversity memberships to kind of keep that conversation going There are two different membership levels. One is the meetup level, which includes a Zoom meetup with other twin families from around the universe. Yes, literal universe. If you are from another planet, as long as you have twins, you are totally welcome to be part of our squad. It is hosted by a social worker. Which is great because not only does she have the twin experience to you know speak about and you know pull from her own life experience, but she also has kind of that clinical experience to to really help us solve our problems. The meetup level also includes access to our private Facebook group, which is currently thriving. You will love it. It's it's a literal group. You could ask questions 24 hours a day. Members will answer you back. The squad will answer you back from the Twiniversity team. So you. Guys Got that. Then we have a whole separate other membership level for people who are like, I like a more formalized education. And that's called the Learner Library. The Learner Library is filled with video seminars that are added each month that cover all different stages of parenting. Everything from infant twins to issues with your marriage, we cover we're we're not leaving anything off the table. Honestly, if you guys know me, you know that I am big on the TMI and we just rip off band-aids and we talk about things. That's the kind of stuff that we're going to include in the learner library. All the stuff in the learner library, like if you sign up for that, you also get access to the meetup level as well. So it's kind of having the best of both worlds, the formal education and kind of that socialization. And you can sign up month by month if you want to give it a try. We encourage you to give it a try. Try it from one month, see how you like it. And if you like it, then go ahead and sign up for the whole year because it's a pretty good discount. For more information, head on over to twiniversity.com slash membership, and I will see you guys over there. All right, we got to get into this because truthfully, I, I it makes me mad that you say extraordinary things don't happen to you because there probably have been a lot, but yeah, definitely twins is definitely out of the ordinary and super extraordinary. But to me... I got like the like a little chill in my body when you said that because then that means that having twins is extraordinary and there's not a lot of times that people during their pregnancy could celebrate it because sometimes the fear is so overwhelming that they don't get to enjoy the extraordinary of it. So how did you deal with knowing that you were kind of keeping this extraordinary secret and, you know not sharing it with the world like did it make you feel did it make you feel like you had like won like some kind of lottery and you knew what was going on did you ever feel like a little bit not guilty because guilty is not the right word but like not even naughty, I don't know, I don't know the word that I'm trying to naughty. use, but did you feel illicit, like, oh, illicit. yeah, like, do you like, I know something you don't know? Like, how did you how did you deal with that? And did that make you giddy with excitement by gaslighting the people like you said, by like, what are you crazy? Like, did did it give you more joy during your pregnancy because you were keeping it just to you?
1: Um. So, as I said, in the bubble, there were still people in it, It Mm -hmm. wasn't just my husband and I. It was my parents, my sister, his Mm -hmm. mother, my therapist. And that felt enough because each of those people come with a huge personality. So, and plus my husband. So I was still able to talk about it with these handpicked people. It just Mm -hmm. wasn't with anyone, uh, anywhere all the time. So I was able to gloat like that and celebrate the extraordinary with them. Mm-hmm. So that felt enough for me. It, it really was enough. And every day I kind of evaluated how I felt. And I'm like, this feels good. This feels like the perfect medium where there are some people, but then not my coworkers, mm-hmm. not my group of friends who may envy me. Maybe they want twins or maybe they would make these remarks I don't need to hear. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I really felt good about it. To me, I, I kind of came down to the perfect negotiation mm-hmm. with a few people. I, I think I would have felt um, like I'm not at all celebrating it if I told no one. Yeah. If it was just my husband and I, I think that would have felt lonely mm-hmm. and isolated and not so good. So I think that's, that's where the medium happens.
0: It definitely is. And you need that support system. Uh, you know, you really need that support throughout your pregnancy. And I love that you said that you told your therapist. And a lot of people, you know, don't have a therapist and don't realize that perhaps it's just, you know, that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It's just nice to have a neutral pair of ears that can listen to things that you know aren't going to get out. You know, so I love that you I think, did have that yeah. support system. That That was really, really great. Now, when did you tell people? Like, did you wait till the birth and then was like, surprise?
1: So um, I, I just want to share a quick story and then I will answer your question. It's part of um, part of the, you know, the secrecy of not telling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was going to work and I work in a mental health clinic with nurses, doctors, but specifically psychiatrists, Um another therapist. And I was in the staff kitchen one day, and I happened to have a com- another uh, one of many conversations with one of my coworkers. She's a doctor, she's a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. And she's very logical, you know, tough love kind of approach. And I love her. I've learned so much from her in, in my field. And she, obviously, she knew I was pregnant, but not the details. Mm-hmm. And we got into the topic of pregnancies. And she started talking, I don't know how and I think that if she knew that I was pregnant with twins, she wouldn't have gone there. So this the, In this case, it was like a reverse effect, Hmm. but because she, in her mind, she's pregnant with a baby, good for her. So she took that road and she started saying, you know, a lot of like celebrities these days in Hollywood, they're much older and they're using these like assistive uh, reproductive technologies and in vitro uh, to like get pregnant and they're having twins. Hmm. And, you know, having twins is a pathology on the body. I'm like, what? What do you mean twins is a pathology on the body? Yeah. And in retrospect, thinking I had such a defensive reaction, surely she would have picked up something. No, she just clarified. She said, no, no, no. Having twins is, is killing two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. I'm saying the twin pregnancy mm-hmm. is a pathology on the female body, mm-hmm. that the female body wasn't designed To carry two at once it's i mean from a sheer logical medical standpoint it makes Mm -hmm. sense it's Mm -hmm. a it it presses on your organs that much more like your kidneys your bladder your chest your diaphragm the risks are much higher that's Mm -hmm. all she meant she's like i just mean that it's just like the woman wasn't designed to carry two that's it it's a pathology meaning it's not meant to be that way i'm like oh okay yeah okay cool so that was so interesting, and and I think when she learned that I had twins, I wonder if she thought back to that conversation we had in the mm. staff kitchen about that. So to answer your question, how I told everyone, so my husband and I um, decided that we would create like this cool meme, like guess what, it's twins, and they're here, and that we would just like send it to people after I gave birth in the hospital, after the fact, after I gave birth, mm-hmm. and that's what we did. We um, uh, some, uh, some people, well, my grandma was already like telling people. So they called me like after I gave birth, I gave them the green light. I said, it's fine. You can tell uh, some people I wanted to tell myself, but then I sent out this text meme and my friends were like, you're joking, right? Are, is this a joke? That's is this so like, funny. are you kidding? I'm like, no, no, this is serious. And some of them got offended. Some of my close friends did get offended. Like, seriously, you didn't tell me but I, I handled it i yeah. i managed it i'm like look guys i love you but this is just something i had to do like yeah. you just have to accept it and that's uh i've come a long way like i'm 31 now to even be able to handle friends this way because when mm-hmm. you're younger you're so afraid of you you want to appease the, those around you yeah. you care so much how they feel that they'll leave you if you don't um they won't be your friend if they, if yeah. you do something they don't like but at this point i was like you you know they they got over it but um, I just wanted to say that, thank God, everything turned out okay. Like the scare, yeah. Um, we had to do more tests. We had to do those diagnostic tests, the mm-hmm. CVS, by the way, which is a diagnostic test, but it also showed positive results for something bad. So I was for sure thinking at that point there was a problem. But then my husband was doing so much research. He found like some studies from Oxford University from the 90s. He's like, we have to do the amniocentesis. That's mm-hmm. going to be the real yeah. results because... CVS only takes samples from the placenta Correct. it's the amniocentesis that takes from the actual amniotic fluid so for those two months I we lived in uncertainty kind of mm. like in this pandemic right now total uncertainty yep. and let me tell you we watched the whole series of Entourage <laughs> <laughs> to kind of uh, disassociate a little bit and I needed a little bit of Ari Gold if you watched Entourage yes. you know what I mean Love it's so funny yes. uh so we that's how we coped really mm. we watched um We watched that, besides talking about it, we watched the whole series and ate a lot of good food. Mm -hmm. But basically... The amniocentesis results came in, and our genetic counselor, who, Mm -hmm. by the way, my husband forged this interesting friendship with, because they shared a culture and a religion, and she was this older woman, and they would be on the phone for hours, and she would say to him, you know, I'm sorry, but it's just not looking good, you know, we had rounds in the genetics department, and, you know, the CVS came positive, we think that at least one of your babies has a problem, maybe two, I don't know, I'm sorry, it's not looking good, and he would tell her, no, I'm telling you everything is going to be okay. He like preserved the faith yeah. the whole time. And I really believed he was nuts. Again, I believe he was nuts, like <laughs> delusional. Like, how can you believe this? But he just did. And then the amnio result came back. Mm-hmm. Normal, normal, normal male, wow. normal male. I was like, what? Wow. What is this mind uh, trickery? So thank God everything was okay. It's just the mental torture a few months that we didn't know. So everything did turn, you know, there, there's a positive ending to this uh, story. I love it. And
0: then when they finally, were there people that still didn't know until they met them for the first time? Like, did anybody miss that text message? And then you were like, oh, why do you have that stroller? Where'd you get that extra baby from?
1: At that point, after the fact, we like binged and purged. Like, we purged that information. (laughs) Because like, we held on to it for so long that at that point, we were just like blasting that. Like We were ready to call the news, like... (laughs) everybody has to know it was like it was like a restriction and then like total purging I,
0: um no so we fun. wanted everyone to know. that is so much fun I love that how did your family deal with not telling people because I think that's got to be tougher grandma that's expecting like how did she not tell all of her friends
1: oh it was hard I had to I had to kind of support her In my pregnancy, I have to be supporting her and her feelings because she she would express here and there how and, you know, she speaks Russian. So we talked and she said, you know, it's hard for me, like because she speaks to her niece and her Mm -hmm. sister, like she would speak to her family. And I'm sure that it was hard for her not to blurt it out. But I think she I, I don't know. You know, she could have told him and, like, not told me, which happens a lot. The (laughs) lying in the families between the women, the moms and daughters and grandmas. You pretend you didn't do it or say it, but you really did. And then you coach that person, don't tell her that I told you. (laughs) I mean, it's possible. And if that's the case, grandma, I forgive you, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Uh Uh, But, yes, it was hard. It was hard for, I think, especially my grandma. And I'm sure for my husband's mom, it was hard, too. Yeah. But we were, like, really stern about it. Like, Mm -hmm. we were like, do not tell anyone. Like, we were very stern. Like, please. But, yes, it was hard.
0: I love it. I love that you have such a lighthearted way that you dealt with this. You know, and there are people who don't say anything for just the bitter fear you know, like there's literally forget, you know, traditions of cultural traditions. There are people who are literally living in so much fear every day of their pregnancy that they don't want to say something and, you know, being afraid to jinx it. But I, you have yeah. like the perfect harmony of not telling people and telling people. I, I absolutely love the story. I I'm very excited to tell you guys that, you know, while we may have to end our podcast, sadly, you know, the the conversation with Alexandra really doesn't end. But Alexandra, you made it so easy for us, right? So you're everywhere on social of observation of of gold, which I I definitely love because that's totally, you know, we get to see kind of the inner workings of your family and your blog, Tales of a Therapist and Twin Mom you can't beat that like I I love that people could find you so easily and they you know you guys could tell your story to Alexandra and be like hey listen you know we didn't tell our family too I I love our community I love that you found us I love that you read my book I think that's the sweetest and still like I remember you were saying it's surreal to talk to me you don't even understand you know how surreal it is for me for when people say I read your book I'm like come on really Why'd you read that? But then like we've sold so many copies that people had to read it and eventually I would have met some people. But I get I get so excited and I love meeting, you know, our twin moms like you, my dog. I don't know if you could hear her, but she's contributing yeah. to this conversation right now. She's, she saying that, <laughs> she's saying that she loves you too. It's probably the male person. I don't even know if it's a male man, male woman. It's, it's been it's changing every day now, thanks to this wonderful new world that we live in. But I, I yeah. really want to thank you for being able to share your story and to continue to share your story on your blog. And we get to stalk you and your babies and your family and, you know, watch the adventure as the boys grow. So I, I really, really love that. And so I just want to say thank you. It's surreal that I oh, get you. to talk to you. I really appreciate it. Thank
1: you. Thank you so much for having me. And let me tell you, your book it uh, really saves a lot of money who to become pregnant with twins, who for whom it was a surprise, which means I haven't done research, they haven't looked into it, and the first thing I thought was, eh, there must be something on Amazon, and I just literally typed twin pregnancy, and your book came up, and it was like click, that's it. There was not much thought, just click, gotta have it. What else am I supposed to do? Read my textbooks on singles and pregnancies? I mean, that's great, but yeah. I need to know the what's unique for for us, you know, our subgroup. You're preaching to the um, choir,
0: girlfriend, because I I wrote that that book because it didn't exist for me. And so that's the whole thing with the book, with the podcast, with the, you know, the the Twiniversity classes. Like I basically created what I would have wanted when I was expecting because I remember that pre-Twiniversity, the lack of resources was ridiculous considering like how evolved our world has gotten. For me, you know, 15 years ago, which does seem like, you know, a whole new universe, but 15 years ago, there was nothing. Alexandra. there was, it was so medically heavy nothing and it was so negatively medically heavy that there was no joy there was like there it was missing all of that and there was no discussion of should you tell people should you not tell people like there wasn't that discussion and I love that you know we have you know community members like you that are like listen I have a story to tell and we have a venue for you to tell us like how great is this it's a win-win for everybody I love it. I love doing this. I love meeting you. I love meeting our guests. Like it, it brings me joy every single day of my life to realize that you know we've impacted people. Whether it was pages yeah, of yeah. a book, whether it was words yeah. in an article, whether it was something auditorily, I'm, I'm so. It, you guys, I hate this this saying is so overused, but like you guys really do give me life. Because every yeah. day I wake up, like this is my nine to five job. I don't have this is literally all I do from the minute I wake up to the minute I go to bed. And I I love doing it. And I love meeting families like you. And I love that I'm going to totally be stalking you at Observations of Gold. I can't wait. Oh, I will. I'd oh, love you'll regret to collaborate them. more in the future. Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I am sure. I am positive that this is not where the conversation ends. So it does have to end for now because people have to, you sure. know, go back to their Absolutely. real life, go finish their grocery yeah. shopping, you know, do whatever they have to do. They don't get that's to play why, with us all day. No, but I thank you so much again for joining us. I really thank you. A lot. Thank
1: you so much as well. Thank you. And, you know, stay safe and healthy for your family and everyone out there who's listening. Please stay safe and, and healthy right now. It's a very uh, scary time. But yeah. don't go outside
0: success. ever again. There's nothing out there for you. Don't worry about it. I'll tell you. We'll, we'll take pictures and we'll send you stuff of outside. But until next time, guys, I am Nat, like I said, of Twiniversity. And if you need anything, you could email us at community at twiniversity.com. Please do not forget that if you are listening to this and you were expecting, you really do not need not only to buy my book, uh, I'm just saying, uh, and you could also get it from the library, so you actually don't even have to buy it at all. So it is free, plenty, plenty places, and uh, I would strongly suggest that you check out our online Twiniversity classes and also know that if you are experiencing any type of financial hardship, we do have scholarships available. So never hesitate to just go to Twiniversity.com slash classes and email us once again, community at Twiniversity.com. And until next time, guys, see you later, alligators. Thanks for listening.